and welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been busy with a, with a series called Next. And when we say next, what we're really meaning is, what is your next step? Because the truth be told, we all have a next step. You've, I feel like a broken record already, but whether you've been, been following Jesus for 40 years, or whether you made a decision two days ago to follow Jesus, we all have a next step. They may be small steps that you need to take. It, it may be maybe a, a, a next step when it comes to your physical health or, or maybe when it comes to your finances or maybe when it comes to your marriage or maybe when it comes to other relationships. But we all have a next step in some area of life. Maybe it's a bit bigger than that. Maybe, maybe in your walk with God, maybe in the direction that your life's heading, you recognize that, that there's a next step for you to take. It may even be a step to change direction. But we all have a next step. And a couple of weeks ago, we, we spoke about the fact that, that change doesn't happen from one big decision. It's not this big bang. But true and lasting change comes as a ro- result of making little good decisions consistently. We, 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 borrowed, we borrowed Eugene Peterson's phrase where he talks about a, a long obedience in the same direction. And I love that phrase. No matter who we are, folks, we should all be desiring to take a next step. We should all be desiring for some form of, of, of healthier living in our lives, whether it be physically, whether it be relationally, whether it be spiritually. We should all be looking for, for, for some form of healthy change in our lives because not a single one of us here this morning, I know you're looking at your wife right now and you can't believe what I'm about to say, but none of us are perfect It was Socrates, the, the Greek philosopher, who once said this. He said, the secret of change is to focus all of our energy not on fighting the old, but on building the future. And, and as I read that statement, I, I realized, you know, it's so true. There are things that have happened in life that, that may be holding us back from taking a next step. But at the same time, there are certain things that, that empower us to take a next step. Now, I want to hit pause here just for a moment. If you're hearing a, a constant mumbling in the back of the, of the church, we've got translators busy translating for our guests. So we give them that grace, and I'm just excited to have you guys here. We love the work that you do all over the world. Thank you for being here. All right, coming back to this this morning. We all have things that hold us back 
but yet there are things that empower us to take our next step. And this morning, I just want to take a look at, at what is it? What holds us back? What holds us back from taking our next step? And the very first thing that I'd love to just chat about is, is words. Words hold us back from taking our next step. It was Solomon in, in all of his wisdom who says to us, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Life or death. So I've been involved in, in off-road rider training now for, for about 20 years. And, and in this course that we do, there's a section that I come to where, where I say to our students, I say, I say, Whatever you say with your mouth will find its way into your life. If you keep talking about falling off your motorcycle, you are going to fall off your motorcycle. Now, I don't know about you, but I didn't buy my motorcycle to fall from point A to point B. I bought my motorcycle to ride from point A to point B and to enjoy that ride. And then we just encourage them to cut out the word fall. We actually call it the F word. Say, stop using the F word. <laughs> to cut out the F word from their vocabulary completely. See, it's not an original thought. It just comes back to what Solomon told us here. Because just as I'm speaking to a group of people about writing, that same principle applies to our lives, doesn't it? That whatever we speak with our mouths will find its way into our lives. If, if, if we love to have negative speech consciously or unconsciously, if we just continue speaking negatively day in and day out, somewhere along the line, all sorts of negative junk starts to happen in our lives. Isn't that the truth? And it's a choice. It's a choice. What are the words that I'm speaking over my life day in and day out? What are the words that I'm speaking over my wife day in and day out? My child, my job situation. Let's go a bit broader. My country. Imagine what could happen in our nation. We just started speaking the truth of God over our nation. Started speaking his promises into our government, started speaking his promises into, into the, the orphan crisis that we face, into the poverty crisis that we face, and start applying his principles. Because that's the thing, you see. Words become beliefs. Words become beliefs. And we don't live from a point of our intentions. We live from a point of our beliefs. I wonder this morning, are your words holding you back from taking your next step? The second thing that, that holds us back are the wrong voices. The wrong voices. What, what, what voices do you allow to speak into your life? I think one of the best examples, and I need to say this up front because I'm starting to get a complex, sorry, starting to get a complex about falling off the stage. No, starting to get a complex 
about speaking about social media. I don't hate social media. I've got to just put that out there up front. I actually have social media accounts. Here's what I just choose to do. I choose to filter it greatly so that it doesn't become the wrong voice in my life. When it comes to these wrong voices, I think such a good question to ask ourselves is, what is the first voice that I allow to speak into my life every morning? Every morning, when my eyes open up, what's that first voice that I engage with? Do, do, do I kind of open my eyes and, you know, I'm just trying to figure out if I'm awake. Is this a dream? Have I even gone to bed yet? What's going on? And then I reach over to my side table, pick up my phone, and start scrolling through social media. And the excuse is, I'm just trying to wake up. I'm just trying to wake up. But what we don't realize is happening in that moment is that the very first voice that we are engaging with in the morning is probably 90% negative. 90%, a whole lot of Junk, to just put it bluntly. Or maybe it's your favorite news app. You, you, you reach over, grab your phone, and you're like, man, I need to stay current. I need to know what's happening in this world. You know, I need to know if all my tin food's going to go to waste or if I'm really going to need it one day. So you're scrolling through your news app, bam, bam, bam. And that's the first voice that you are engaging with in the morning, maybe you're not much of a reader, and you just click on the TV and you've got, you know, CNN or the BBC or one of them guys busy jabbering in your ear, and, and, and let's be honest, there's <laughs> not a whole lot of positive stuff on there, there's not a whole lot of good stuff on there. Am I saying the news is evil? Not at all. I'm saying you can watch a bit of news, no problem, know what's happening in the world. But first and foremost, know what's God's heart for your life. Know what God's voice is wanting to speak into your life every morning. If, if, if you like technology and your phone is just something that you like to engage with in the morning, maybe you need to, to download the YouVersion app. Maybe you need to download a Bible app, pop it on your phone. And, and engage with that a bit in the morning. They've got great devotionals. They've got, they've got all the translations I think that you could possibly think of are all right there. Just engage with God's word first off. First voice in the morning. What's that voice that I'm allowing to speak into my life? It was Paul speaking to the church in Corinthians. He says, don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Social media can be bad company. The news can be bad company. There may be relationships in our lives right now that sound a lot like social media, that sound a lot like the news, that, 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 that sounds a lot like that negativity that we're talking about. And, and, and maybe those relationships are this bad company that corrupts good morals. I can remember when Zion was just born. I can remember sitting in a conversation. He's just fallen asleep in my arms. 
And I'm in a conversation with a friend of ours, and this guy's just talking about everything that's going wrong in our country. He's talking about how, how everything's going to hell in a handbasket and that there's no future for my child, that there's this, that there's that. And as he's talking to me, I'm just like, what? Half the stuff I didn't even think it was true. I, I figured it was actually just his opinion, to be very honest. We get home and I, I say to Nats, I say, babe, I just had such a shocking realization Sitting there listening to this, I realized that the voices that we hang around with will speak into my son's life. Like that's a problem. We, we get to choose at least for a little while what are those voices that will ultimately shape my son's worldview. These are important things to think about parents. What are the voices that we're engaging with? I wonder... Are the wrong voices holding you back from taking your next step? The, 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 the next one that, that may be holding us back from taking our next step is bad habits. That's a touchy one, I, I realize that. <clears throat> I think one of the places where bad habits are, are kind of put under a magnifying glass is when it comes to marriage. It's like it just exposes all our bad habits. Husbands, we have bad habits. Wives, your husbands are in denial. Wives, we, you have bad habits. Sorry to say that, but it's, it's true. And no, you're not right all the time. Husbands, think about this. One day, while you were getting dressed in your room, you took off your underpants. And then you walked away. And your underpants stayed there. And it wasn't a big deal. Not at all. But over time, it appears that you have this permanent pair of underpants that are lying on your bedroom floor. They change color. And they may change position, but they're always there. It's a bad habit. You don't mean to do it. It's just something that's kind of developed over time. Wives, you have a bad habit. You like to speak in code. It's like wife and knees. It's this whole other language. This code works something like this. You don't come out and say, hey, dude, can you please put your underpants in the wash basket? No. You'll ask a series of questions and hope that by the time you've reached the end of that series of questions, your husband has determined for himself what he should do with that underpants. So the wife will walk into the room. She will see the underpants on the floor. She will look up at her husband. And she will ask, Are those your underpants? At which an experienced husband will know that he can't answer in this way, but he's thinking this. 
a rookie husband will actually say it. He will look at the underpants, look up at her and say, I hope so. <laughs> if they aren't, I have a couple of questions of my own. But isn't it true? As life progresses, we build up bad habits. And some of these bad habits are funny. But some of our bad habits can dramatically affect our lives and affect the relationships within our lives. Isn't that true? Some of us have built up bad habits when it comes to, to eating or, or for the single folk, for dating or or just relationships, built up bad habits when it comes to, to our spending, you know, the spending of our time or the spending of our money. And, and they may start small, but as those habits begin to grow, normally a bad habit, when it's, it's fully blown, can more often than not lead to shame, lead to a point where we've let that thing run its course so far that, that we're, we actually become ashamed of, of the consequences, the, the, the fruit that our lives starting to show of, of that single bad habit. I wonder, this morning, are your bad habits holding you back from taking your next step? But as we said, just as there are things that are holding us back, there are also things that empower us to take our next step. And that's the good news this morning. So what empowers us to take our next step? Well, the very first one is words. Just as words can hold us back, so our words can also empower us to take our next step. It was Paul speaking to the church in Philippi where, where he said, don't worry about anything, instead pray about everything. And most of us would be able to recite that part of the scripture by heart. But he carried on and he, he said this, he said, tell God what you need, and here's the kicker, and thank him for all that he has done. You see, folks, when I live in a space where I'm using my words to thank God for what he's done in my life, it means that a heart change starts to happen in me. And I start living from a point of, of, of being discouraged, a point of lack, a point of, of only seeing the bad in life. And my heart starts to change to a point of, of, of being grateful. I start living from a point of gratitude. I start seeing life differently. Instead of seeing all the junk, I start seeing the beauty in the midst of, of what others would call junk. And it just starts by thanking God for what he's done in my life. Again, coming back to, to Solomon's words in the book of Proverbs, we said the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. See, when, when I'm speaking life into my marriage, when I'm speaking life 
into the future of my son, when I'm speaking life into, into my work situation, when I'm speaking life into my country. It makes it clear here that there comes a point where I will start to reap the consequences of what I've been saying all along. Why? Because words have power. Words become beliefs. And we start to live out from our beliefs, not our intentions. The second thing that empowers us to take our next step is the right voices. Engaging with the right voices. Now, as we've been talking through a lot of this stuff, some of you may be sitting here and thinking to yourself, man, you know, if I'm honest, a lot of this stuff is tough. A lot of this stuff is actually quite a battle in my life. It, it doesn't come easy to me. I, I, I've put it off because I don't know if I can, man, I just don't know if I can take that step. And folks, that is the truth, is that when it comes to this stuff, more often than not, we are in a battle. We are in a battle. Very often, we're, we're just very simply in a battle to honor God, to, to, <laughs> to choose to do what's right over what's comfortable. And again, Solomon speaking to us, he says to us in Proverbs 24 verse 6, he says, surely you need guidance to wage war. You need guidance to wage war. And victory is won through many advisors. What's he saying? He says, man, get alongside people who can, who can, who can speak the right, the, the, the right stuff into your life. Get alongside people. I want to say this. If you're struggling in your marriage, please hear me this morning. If you're struggling in your marriage, find a marriage that you admire. Find a marriage that you can look at and say, man, when I look at that marriage, I see a God-honoring marriage. Then be brave. Take a step. Go speak to that couple. Say, hey, can my wife and I visit with you? Can we just hang around you? Can we, have a, can we invite you over for dinner? Start spending time with that couple and allow the right voices to speak into that area of your life. I could say the same about business. I could say the same when it comes to your kids. I, I, we've got friends who I, I see how they've raised their kids. And I'm just like, man, I need to pay attention to that. I've still got my learner's permit when it comes to this whole per parenting thing. But they've done something right. I need to spend time with them. I need to get the right voices speaking into the right areas. But the best voice that you can have speaking into any area of your life this morning, folks, is the voice of God. It's to go and connect with His voice first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning, just from that grateful space as we spoke about earlier. Lord, thank you for what you have done. And then the, the, the part just before that where Paul says and tell him what you need. Connect with God, but connect with his words, uh, with his word. I love what, what the psalmist said to us in Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. He says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners 
or join in with mockers. Here's the deal. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing, uh, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Folks, you want to prosper in everything that you do? You want to prosper in every area of life? Then he says here, delight in God's word. Get stuck into God's word. Make God's word the, the first voice that you connect with every day. And he says here, watch, see how things change. You will start to prosper in all that you do. The third thing that empowers us to take our next step is good habits. Good habits, just building up good habits in our lives. You see, we need to make those little decisions that make a big impact in our lives over a period of time. When it comes to, again, my eating, my, my, my relationships, my, my spending of my money or my time, there, 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 are, there are good habits that I need to build up in, in all of these areas. And, and more often than not, folks, we know where we've got bad habits. And at the same time, we know where we need to change those and, and start implementing good habits. See, good habits don't just happen by themselves. There's a, there's a book uh, by the name of Atomic Habits by a guy by the name of James Clear. And he says in there, he says, we do not rise to the level of our goals, but we fall to the level of our systems. What's he saying? Our intentions aren't going to predict where we're going to wind up in life. The habits that we've built up will. And when we take our actions, our application of what we do day in and day out, and we really just surrender them to God and say, Lord, I want to build up good habits in these areas. And then just take the practicalities of his word. Because, folks, so often we read God's word and, and, and it kind of just becomes this rhyme that we're working through. But I want to say this. Man, there are gems in Scripture. Practical application for your life and for my life. And as we connect to those practical applications, when we start building up these habits in, in, in every area of life, We start, to, we start to see godly purpose unfold in our lives. So often, areas where we've, where we've built up bad habits are you know, money and time. Isn't that the truth? We, we earn 10 rand, but we spend 11 somehow. You know, we're, we're always late. Our friends have a standing joke, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll say stuff like, man, that guy will be late to his own funeral. You know what I'm talking about. These are areas where good habits can, can start to change the way that, that, that we engage with people. When it comes to your money, I want to say this. If you don't have a budget, folks, get a budget. 
Don't just draw up the budget. Live by the budget. A budget on a piece of paper in your kitchen doesn't change anything. Living by that budget, that starts to change things. These are just practical practical aids for you. Something that, that's assisted us in our lives and in our marriage is just three words. Give, save, live. 100% of, my, of, 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 of our money. We give 10%. First thing we do, we give 10%. Second thing that we do, we save 10%. Third thing we do, we live on the rest. I want to encourage you, when it comes to your finances, give, save, live. Build up good habits in these areas. When it comes to your time, don't wear Jesus t-shirt and show up late to everything. It gives him a bad name. Hey, you're hearing me this morning. I've, I've been such... <laughs> So I've been so guilty of this in my life. But it's something that, thank God for my wife, that she's helped me with. You might not just need an alarm to wake up in the morning. You may need an alarm to leave for work in the morning. That reminds you, hey, stop twirling your Cocoa Pops. Wake up, get in the car, go, get on the bike, go. You may need aids, reminders. <laughs> Technology can be a pain at times, but man, it can be helpful at times too. Use it. Start being on time. Start, start allowing the character of Jesus to be seen in that area of your life as well. I mustn't get stuck there now. All right. I want to just say this. When it comes to especially our time and our money, we said it a couple of weeks ago. This is not a sacrifice, but it's an investment into your future. It's not a sacrifice. It's an investment. We need to start changing the way that we, we look at it. As we wrap up this series and as we wrap up this morning, I want to say this to you, the, the last thing this morning. The Holy Spirit is the one who comes and leads the Holy Spirit of God is the one who comes and guides. And the Holy Spirit is the one who comes and empowers us for our daily lives. When it comes to taking your next step, you may have been in a, in a, in a space of late where, where it all sounded great on a Sunday, but when Monday came around, it was actually exceptionally daunting. It was actually exceptionally challenging to now implement this decision that you've made. I want to say this, when... When you take this thought, when you take this, this, this struggle, when you take this next step to God and you say, Lord, I know that you are nudging me, that you are encouraging me, that you are saying to me, hey, this is the next step that I have for you to take, but I'm really struggling with it. And you give it to him. His Holy Spirit comes alongside of us. And he starts to become our encourager. He starts to become our motivator. And he walks that road and that process with us. He empowers us to take that next step. You might be in a place where you don't know what your next step is. You kind of felt like 
the last couple of weeks, you've really been trying to figure out, man, what's my next step? So you've got something vague, like, like my next step is to grow closer to God. Hey, nothing wrong with that. But you've got to get practical. You've got to get specific. What steps are you taking to grow closer to God? You know, a thought isn't going to change it. Tangible, practical application is needed. And you don't know what this next step is or, or, or how to take this next step. I've got good news for you. When we invite the Holy Spirit into that space, He helps us, He leads us, He guides us, He empowers us. Psalm 16 verse 11 says this, He says, You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. He'll show you which way to go. To follow up with that, book of Isaiah, chapter 30, verse 21, says this. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you say, this is the way. Walk in it. Walk in it. If you haven't known what's my next step, go to God, ask Him. He will tell you and then walk in it. We're in a very special time of the year. Tomorrow marks 40 days till Easter. Now I wanna encourage you as we've been dealing with next steps, as I said, you may, you may have been struggling with this. You may have not wanted to take your next step yet because it's just felt too daunting. And the thought may be going through your mind, I, I don't know if I can do this for the rest of my life. I wanna say this to you, do it for 40 days. Take that next step and do it for the next 40 days. Trust God for the next 40 days. Surrender it to God for the next 40 days. Take confidence, take courage, take action, take your next step. Entrust it to God and see what He can do with your life. Father God, we thank You for this morning, Lord. Lord, we thank You for what I believe You want to come and do in each and every one of our lives here this morning, Lord. Lord, I thank you for what you have done in so many lives through this process already. It should be so exciting to see you work in hearts and lives and families and job situations. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you are doing, Lord. Lord, I thank you that it's in your grace that you lead us, Lord. Lord, that you lead us to places that we possibly didn't even plan to go in order to produce in us what we could not achieve on our own. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that as hearts and lives surrender to you, Lord, as, as, as people just come in humility, Lord, and really just embrace your heart for their lives, Lord. Lord, I thank you that this morning 
Lord, we can choose the words that we will speak this week to come. And as we've challenged ourselves, Lord, that, 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 that we can choose the words that we speak, even if it's just for these next 40 days, Lord, to see what you are able to do in our lives, Lord. Father God, that, that this morning we can come and pay attention to, to the voices that we allow to speak into our lives, Lord. And maybe for the next 40 days, it means to just shut off some of those voices, Lord, and to start engaging with the right voices for our lives. First and foremost, just first thing in the day, just connecting with you, Lord. Just allowing your voice to speak into our lives, Lord. Father God, that this morning we can pay attention to those habits that we've had build up in our lives. And Father God, that we can take these next 40 days, Lord, and really just surrender to your will, surrender to your heart for our lives, Lord. Bring our habits to you and allow you to change our habits, Father God. Lord, we love you. We thank you for what you have done. We thank you for what you are going to do. I thank you that men and women here this morning, Lord, that all of us can make a choice to either stay where we are or to take our next step in following you. Lord, I thank you that as we follow you, Lord, that you come and that you start to mold us and shape us more into the likeness of your son. And as we head out today, into our homes, into our social settings, tomorrow into our work week, Father God. Lord, I thank you that we will hold on to you with everything inside of us, Lord, that we can be an accurate representation of your son, Jesus. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.